Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the very first Building Sustainability podcast. My name is Jeffrey Hart, a.k.a. Jeffrey the Natural Builder, and I am the producer and host of this podcast. I'm actually re-recording this intro, having just released episode 70 of the podcast. I'm re-recording it because over the last 70 episodes, the podcast has gradually been finding its focus, and I wanted to share with you that focus so that you know what you're getting into. The main focus of the podcast is on the sweet spot between these three things. Imagine a Venn diagram of these circles. The first circle is how to make efficient homes that don't use very much energy to heat or cool. The second circle is how to build homes with minimal embodied energy or resources. And the third circle is how to make homes that are healthy for the occupants. And we're really interested in that sweet spot in the middle, where all three are satisfied. That said, over the next 70 and beyond episodes of this podcast, we're going to zoom in and out within the topic of sustainability. One episode might be with an architect talking about eco-home details and designs. The next might be about designing cities around pedestrians. The next might be about a craftsperson and how they source their local material or how they form a connection with nature. It is my opinion that without this holistic overview, the solutions we find to the complex problems of climate change or efficient buildings, are likely to end up creating other unexpected problems. If that all sounds a bit like whimsical nonsense to you, then by all means, pick and choose the episodes which take your fancy. But I hope, over time, you come to trust my curation of the podcast guests and will give them all a chance, because I guarantee that you'll take something valuable from all of them, and it might not be what you expect. For those of you who have just found this podcast and have decided to begin at the beginning and work through, that's what I would do as well. Enjoy the ride. Each and every person has been hand-selected because I know they've got something really interesting and insightful to share. On a technical note, it should be said that both the equipment used and the ability to use it has improved dramatically. At the beginning of this journey, I was just a builder. And now I'm a builder and a podcaster who gets a bit obsessed about audio. So don't judge us too harshly on the first attempts. Okay, that's it from me. I hope you enjoy the episode and I hope you enjoy the podcast. I'm so very excited to share some truly excellent people with you.
Joseph Ardowin. Hello. Um, welcome to Little Podcast Central. Yeah, podcast number one. Zero, 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 one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in this podcast, we're just going to uh, introduce yourself and myself. Yes. And then chat a little bit about Heartwin and what we're going to do on the podcast, like who we're going to talk to and what sort of people and why we're doing it. Sounds great. So why don't you tell us all about yourself? <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> My name's Joe. Uh, I am uh, one third of the wonderful Heartwin company. Uh, yeah. I don't know where to start. <laughs> tell me about so. <laughs> like, how have you come to this role? Right. What's your background? Uh, so my background uh, in construction generally has been uh, roofing was my entry point, uh, which was done out of uh, a complete accidental frustration with working in retail and uh i went into a job center and decided i want to do something completely opposite to being inside a supermarket uh and saw roofing and thought that sounds like the ticket right so i started doing it so um, a quest to be outside it was in the wet, outside in the <laughs> absolutely needed needed to be completely yeah outside in the elements uh doing something with my hands that was interesting and rewarding uh i managed to find a nice chap to teach me uh the traditions of roofing in wales um uh but as i kind of can went on with that i got frustrated with conventional construction how wasteful it was and wanted to do something a little bit more interesting and sustainable and uh, through a groundbreaking suggestion from my good friend and partner, Jeffrey Hart, <laughs> uh, decided that I could actually do, why don't you just do uh, eco building and roofing? So, wow, why didn't I think of that? that it's incredible because <laughs> I have absolutely no recollection of that. That conversation at all. No. It was a turning point. <laughs> it literally never occurred to me. Uh, yeah, we were having a conversation about it and you were saying, I was saying that I felt like it was uh, like it had no value what I was doing. And you were like, but that's what I want to do. I want to be practical and able to do things. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but it's not any of these things that I believe in. And you said, well, why don't you just do it like that then? And I was like, oh yeah, I could just do that. So I started my own company doing uh, eco building and roofing work with green roofing and solar panels and all of the good stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a, an ambition always to work at the kind of more sustainable end of things. I'd uh, come from a kind of permaculture background, so I was introducing things like that in my life anyway. Uh, and it's just been a bit of a slow journey accumulating the relevant skills and experiences to get to a point where I can actually do something that I'd always wanted to do, which was to build natural, sustainable homes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember very early on when I met you, I think losing our minds about, uh, Ben Law's yeah. grand designs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty pivotal in certainly in my life. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, that was like that 10, 10 ish years ago, wasn't it? Probably more. Um, probably a little bit more. Uh, yeah, it was about 2007. Yeah. Oh, so old. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'd had all of those kind of conversations and, uh, yeah, it felt like there was, that was a turning point, um, where we both kind of went off and did the skills gathering that we needed to do. Mm. I disappeared up to Lancaster and started doing the eco roofing and solar panels and you, magically whisked yourself off to canada yes <laughs> uh yeah magically uh well i guess this is my 
point yeah. to give my intro <laughs> over to you <laughs> uh so i was uh, a graphic designer yeah uh, working at a computer all day every day uh and it was miserable uh so i actually in a totally um uh, self-indulgent way i thought what do i really like doing i like snowboarding <laughs> <laughs> so i left and went snowboarding in canada uh initially for a year and then i stayed there for five years yeah it got a bit sticky didn't it yeah it was really good fun <laughs> um but uh what i did in the summers was i traveled around and i got into this one little place in canada uh called dumpster and it was this beautiful little idyllic community i think they called it a town but it was 200 people living well, really sparsely um and everyone you know got together and did apple juicing or you know if something needed to be built everyone came together it was this it seemed to me like the perfect model of yeah it was pretty idyllic yeah Yeah. and uh yes so there were two or three straw bale buildings in that town and uh and i got to help one of the guys who built one uh plastering his his new straw bale workshop nice and i thought this is it (laughs) <laughs> this is it so as soon as i've done one more season of snowboarding i'm gonna go and, and learn how to do this um so yeah i spent my summers traveling around canada and the states um learning these these skills uh initially in oregon and then i ended up in a fantastic place uh in utah uh it was a, a non-profit called community rebuilds oh yes and they uh the seed the seed. yeah that, i can't can't tell you how uh, life-changing that was so they uh run what do they do they their main focus is to replace really inefficient uh trailer like caravan trailers hmm. uh, which were the sort of population of the town uh, the town of moab which is uh, in a desert so they've got these really bad old uninsulated trailers and they wanted to replace those with super insulated straw bale homes. Mm. So it was providing low income or housing for, for low income families. Yeah. And they did this by getting a whole load of people that were really eager to learn straw bale building and natural building who'd come along for free, dedicate you know, some months of their life and they'd build the entire house from start to finish. And they were getting an education in return for, uh, for, for, for the labor and, and hard work. And that I sounds thought, like a great idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what's interesting, I guess, uh, this is a bit of a tangent, uh, but what is interesting about natural building at the moment? So when we say natural building, we're meaning building with natural materials, uh, is that there isn't a direct route into, into it there's no training bodies certainly not in the uk anyway uh, at the moment anyway yes but uh yeah so there's no way in so if you want to do it you just sort of have to pay to go on courses and you have to yeah just muddle your way through picking up bits of skills here and there yes trying to get opportunities but there's various barriers to entry to that and it's a relatively privileged position to be in to pay for courses or take time off yeah and also you don't really know the the quality of the educators yeah um so yeah so i thought community rebuilds had nailed it and that was the perfect thing and i went there and i did one build as a student 
And then I went back the following year uh, as a, an apprentice uh, and educator. So I was teaching teaching the natural building elements while uh, sort of learning. Yeah, how honing, to honing your side. craft. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I came back to the UK. And... Yeah, as a fully-fledged natural builder. It was <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Went off. So there I was saving away up in the northern wastes of England, trying to rub two pennies together to make an eco building <laughs> company, desperately kind of aspirationally aiming at uh, being a natural builder. And Jeffrey went off on his jollies to uh, to Canada. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go snowboarding for a minute. I'll see you later. Came back. Dun, 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 Jeffrey, the natural builder. <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty epic. Uh, and yeah, so then we kind of once that had happened, we kind of looked at looked at what we'd got between us and it was like oh look what we could do yeah <laughs> and you had a little jumping up and down excitement about community rebuilds it was just like let's try and do something like that yeah so um so we did and heartwin was born yep. <laughs> it's called heartwin uh so well we spent probably <laughs> like months <laughs> trying to come up with a name yeah it's like naming a child it was uh yeah like a really annoying child really annoying uh then we yeah we after like yeah months we just squashed our names together yep so jeffrey hart and joe derwin dun, dun, dun. there we go uh yeah and it's actually quite a nice thing because what just tell me what does derwin mean so uh derwin is um uh from the um ancient uh sort of uh, celtic Brittany uh duer d-u-i-r which means uh oak uh which is where we get the word door from because mm. front doors were always made out of oak traditionally for their protective properties yeah. um and uh yeah oaks uh, known was known as the king of the forest so it's got all sorts of inherent protective properties which felt like a nice strong word and win means friend friend of the oak oh and then, uh, so my little contribution to our name, Heart, is a a big deer. Yeah. And <laughs> sounds like Heart, which yeah. is also a nice thing. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not all of the, um, the <laughs> podcast interviews are as silly as this. <laughs> no, but this is slightly indicative of us. So that's a fairly important thing to communicate yeah. yeah if you don't like it sorry <laughs> there will be some really interesting and useful stuff in later podcasts yeah very serious um stuff with very serious people. really professional people who really know their stuff yeah yeah uh so we're just touching a little bit there on heart win as building company yeah so i suppose we took we took a, a good long look at the industry that we were wanting to become a part of um looking at its kind of strengths and weaknesses um but very much keeping in mind the community rebuilds model mm. and uh, we wanted to make that appropriate for the uk building industry i suppose because there were some specific parts of the community rebuilds model which was a bit they're fixed in one place yeah and have a certain market that they're trying to work through and replace whereas ours is going to be a little bit more based on what projects people want to do and where that needs to go so it had different limitations so yeah i suppose it should we should say that this whole uh education branch of heartwin like the reason that exists is because uh natural materials aren't processed uh you know quite often we're building with straw or with hemp or uh mud or um, round wood or green wood or yeah you know. so they're they're not this sort of pre-packaged nice square edged uh products that are made for building as quickly and as cheaply as possible so they take a lot of 
labor to to process them to fit them to make them into a you know a, yeah a good and happy building the, the skill level that's required to know how to piece that together as well is unconventional it's not something that you can there's no real textbooks about it not mm. really or certainly not modern thinking around it so uh yeah it makes it an expensive occupation if you're going to pay pay a very skilled craftsperson to put that together that puts the price point out of reach and removes a lot of the benefit of the availability and price of the material yeah we really loved about community rebuilds was this this uh you're essentially getting the labor for free while the students are getting the experience for free and so everyone's winning yeah and um, can reduce the cost by a reasonable amount because you've got uh, many hands making light work so a lot of the a lot of the processing tasks uh for getting material fit for purpose are not necessarily highly skilled but they are very repetitive and time consuming so mm. stripping bark from logs or uh, mixing digging out earth for a clay plaster or something like that they all take quite a lot of time the uh, the skilled part of it is a relatively small part of the whole process um so having a lot of people who are very keen to learn that can make a really big meaningful impact on the build cost so aiming to be able to deliver these natural materials with the education for a cheaper cost is a really important part of what we're trying to achieve here we and why joseph yes why are we why do we want to use natural materials well that's an interesting question jeffrey (laughs) (laughs) and an obvious one i'd like to hope um so um a lot of the materials that are developed in the conventional building world are built for speed they're about putting something up as quickly as possible and uh, to do that they're usually a very heavily processed material so one of the terms we bandy about a lot is embodied energy which is the um the environmental cost the energy cost of a material from start to finish so from being mined out of the ground processed in a quarry and then shipped halfway around the world whatever else needs doing to it all of those have an energy cost whereas if you can take a bit of earth from the ground that you're building on um that energy cost is extremely minimal so Mm. it's a, a very environmentally sound uh way of approaching the building to reduce that embodied energy cost as much as possible yeah and we're um um, we're also looking very much at making highly insulated well-detailed buildings exactly so using these natural materials like straw is one we use a lot of um it's it's got this great insulating uh property you know it's like putting on a big coat for your for your house you're like super snug yeah we want to be yeah we want snug and we want healthy yeah so yeah so yeah choosing natural materials uh you've got the kind of embodied energy costs but then you've also got the the kind of the physical properties of them and how they contribute to a um, healthy efficient building um so we can using modern building science uh and then integrating these natural materials into it we can actually create something that's extraordinarily efficient uh, which means it's going to be uh, cost effective to run over its whole lifespan mm. and uh i suppose piggybacking on the kind of the heritage skills and techniques these are all buildings that were built to last hundreds of years um and uh we want that to we want our buildings to be efficient and last and we want them to be stuck together for 100 years mm. so uh, it makes 200. sense many years <laughs> many hundreds of years yeah so i yeah that's an interesting point isn't it sort of we we focus a lot on looking back at heritage materials heritage techniques um because there's still examples of those stood now from hundreds of years ago yeah and so that proves a longevity um 
Definitely. Yeah, not necessarily saying that modern materials won't last, but there's no track record. You know, they can't. No, there's lots of kind of lab projections of a material and how it's going to behave, but until you've actually uh, had something sitting in the field for a hundred years, you don't know. Literally sitting in the field. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it takes a lot of the guesswork out. And with uh, most of these kind of heritage skills and techniques, there's an extraordinary level of um, skilled craftspersonship that goes into making them, which is, I think, one of the distinctions for me that I really love about craft is that it's as much about the process of doing the thing for the sake of doing a thing well mm. as it is about the thing you're producing. Yes. Um, and I think that's a real enrichment on a kind of a personal human level to be able to do that, to do something with passion and skill uh, is a real gift in this time where we have a disposable culture. Yeah. So um, integrating those things, it just we're just finding all of the best bits, basically, and sticking them together and using it to make a house. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it's really, really great. So the other side of the Heartwind business is this education side. And we are pretty, well, we're highly, highly conscious that people are giving their energy and you know, enthusiasm to come and build these houses. Yeah. Um, so we want to make sure that they are rewarded and educated in. Yeah. In so it needs to amounts. be, it needs to be a fair exchange. This isn't, yeah, this isn't a free training course. They're giving us a lot. They're giving us some dedication and motivation and they're staying here for working on a build for up to 16 weeks at a time. Uh, it's pretty intense. Mm. Um, and so we have a great duty of care to make sure that we provide a, as thorough and broad an education as possible um, through that because it's a, it has to be a fair exchange. Otherwise, we're profiteering essentially off the back of people. So yeah. It's really important to us to do that. Um, so yeah, that, that education involves all the hands-on skills. So you don't come and watch us build a house. In fact, it's <laughs> Joe and I get a little bit like sad because all we do is point at stuff. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We started a company to build houses and then halfway through building one, we realized we hadn't really even picked up a hammer yet. <laughs> and we were like, oh no, <laughs> we've done it wrong. But uh, uh, actually as things get on and as, as the students progress through the build and their competencies increase, that gives us some time to actually get hands on as well, which is really, really great. But yeah. So, so yeah, the, the students are getting, uh, hands on from digging the foundations. Uh, you know, our upcoming build is going to have some bricklaying with lime mortar, lots of conventional carpentry in this one, some roundwood timber framing. Uh, you know, they're yeah. going to cut their own roof, straw bale walls, clay plaster, lime plaster. Earth floors. Bit of cladding. Earth floors this season's must have. Oh, yes. <laughs> sexy, sexy floors. Excellent palette of natural inf insulations. Mm. Um, yeah, so you get a really a good experience, but it's the whole the whole process of the, from the hands-on side of building the house. But I think what really kind of ties it all together is that we deliver kind of classroom and theoretical sessions on each of those things as well. So you understand the theory behind the design, why we've chosen these materials, what the options are, what other things could get used. Yeah. And um, those, those sessions take you from how did we get planning permission? You know, what are the, the steps you have to take uh, yeah. before you've even, you know, got onto site? Uh, and then, yeah, theories on materials, how to specify them, good design. We'll be back after a quick break. 
Hey there, I'm Mick from the Mick and Pat Show. That's right, and I'm Pat. Looking for a podcast that's like catching up with old friends? Well, you're in luck. We're here to bring you weekly doses of lifestyle commentary, discuss culture and politics, and top it off with the occasional beer and film reviews. But it's not just about us. We're a community. Our listeners are our kin, and we let you all have a say in what we discuss. So saddle up and join the conversation at the Mick and Pat Show. You can check out our website or find us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Um, we want this to be more than just the build. It needs to try to empower people to go out into the world and be in a position where they can take on a project of varying sizes or work in the industry. Um, mm. Yeah. Because that, that doesn't really exist. As I, I sort of touched on earlier, that there's very little in the way of, of sort of education programs that at the end of it, you are a really competent yeah. person. And I'm not saying like, by the end of our course you are like a home builder could go and do it but you will have plastered until you're slightly bored of plastering <laughs> and you will have uh, yeah you know timber framed until your hands hurt a little bit yeah you'll definitely have a much deeper understanding of what's involved and whether you can make a choice <laughs> accurately oh my oh. goodness we've got a cat invasion um, <laughs> <laughs> well what do you think about this bingo nope no comment no that's yeah um so yeah one of the things we're looking at uh is we'd love we'd love to accredit uh, the course uh so that we can formalize that a little bit more um we'd really like to uh see the techniques that we're using the materials we're using brought over into the mainstream into conventional building and one of the ways that we can do that is by uh formalizing the educational process and having it as a recognized thing so those are those are all things that we're looking at developing but for now Oh, there we go. Let's just tread on the microphone. <laughs> it's like a, a pitch invasion at a, at a football game. It's the best one. It's much yeah, better than that. <laughs> I think that's hot when covered, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. let's talk a little bit about uh, this podcast and why we're doing it and give you a little intro as to... Uh, you know what you can expect joe is laughing because my cat just nearly fell off a shelf there's <laughs> <laughs> an inexpert leap she thought about for far too long she overcommitted to it and then nearly wiped out it was great so one of the big things for me is uh to continue learning um and yeah. i think there's a whole load i know there's a whole load of really really incredible people doing interesting varied things out there yeah. Uh, which I personally can learn from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I really think that, well, I hope that everyone else can learn as well. So, uh, yeah. And I think it's, um, because of the, the, the niche that we're trying to kind of help carve out is populated by some really interesting and innovative people, but there's not really a platform for those people. I think it's really, it's important and useful for those people to be known about to be visible mm. to have an opportunity to communicate some of the stuff because they're quite often the people that we're going to be speaking to are part of teams that you can get involved in or are doing projects that you can get involved in or look at or learn from or doing um, a craft which might yeah. be the thing that really excites you absolutely so yeah there's a lot of kind of personal investment this is exciting for us to learn about and uh and do that but sharing that is a uh, is a big part of what heartwind's about is finding these really cool things and then sharing them yeah uh and hopefully this podcast is going to be a little bit like that yeah 
I, I mean, I just assume that everyone is like me. So <laughs> yeah. if I'm excited, <laughs> yeah. then uh, they're going to love it. Yeah. Um, but uh, some of the people we have got coming up, uh, I'll give you a quick rundown of, of our, well, I, I won't pretend like I haven't already <laughs> done the interviews. Um, <laughs> but we have got uh, Dave Cockcroft, who is a spoon carver and chair maker. Um, so we chatted all about the craft and about the sort of, um, the sort of side benefits as well as, you know, having spoons and chairs that you can yeah. with and sit on. It's like, you know, what are the, what are the other qualities that you actually get from, from doing that? Uh, talk to Emma Apton, uh, about how we make a anti-capitalist feminist building site. Yeah. Um, that is that was one of the funnest ones to record emma is a an actual like joy yeah she's a hero that's absolutely i'm looking forward to hearing that one yeah uh i should say that i've been recording these interviews and joe uh currently is is uh, in the dark in, in the i'm dark. with you guys um but he will uh will take the lead i think sometime during the summer and, and go off and do some of these yeah um who else we got uh chris vernon chatting about one planet development and that's um so that's a really exciting planning law that happens in wales about how to create new small holdings and it's really about creating people and places which are living from the land yeah really self-sufficient off-grid sustainable communities yeah yeah so yeah, that's a, a really inspirational one. Uh, Judith Thornton uh, is from Aberystwyth University, and she is uh, she's interested in growing building materials for insulation um, and yeah. what that looks like, what different plants they can use. She took me on a tour of her magic greenhouse, which oh, is amazing. one of the most uh, tech-filled things I've ever seen. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, she. That's an excellent one. I mean, they're all yeah. they're all very very good. If I do say yeah. so myself, <laughs> well, it helps when you've got joyfully experienced geeks to talk to, yeah, to share their stuff. You just need to point a few interesting questions at them, and then watch them glaze over as they get lost in their own world of wonderfulness. Yeah, <laughs> that's really under undermined the amount of work I've been uh-huh. doing, but that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we talked to uh, Noel Isherwood who is an architect and was involved that talk. We mainly talked about uh, the Poundbury estate, which was a, um, an expansion of Dorchester as a planned expansion and uh, how they did it to be not the, the car isn't the, the central focus of that town. Yeah. And it's all about people walking and how they create safe spaces and how they create a language of the, of the uh the entire town to make it just a really sort of commingling um yeah it's just a very different approach to town planning isn't it with a much more community focused yes kind exactly of, uh, design principle yeah um and then the last one we've got recorded right now is uh adrian lehman who is a fantastic roundwood timber framer yes um worked on the original ben law house um and has done just incredible things yeah ever since then he goes on a nice long rant about uh about stuff it's uh it's a really good one brilliant so yeah and that that's what we've got recorded so far and there'll be 
trickled out we've got this this launch pack which is uh, the first three this one and two others and then we'll be uh dropping <laughs> dropping dropping <laughs> podcast how slick uh <laughs> then we'll be releasing one a month uh and just hopefully pleasing your ears with some chat with like just wonderful people yeah um but as we, as we the rest of the year we're going to be recording many more with craftspeople designers architects permaculturists uh yeah all manner if anywhere there's an intersection of uh sort of innovative design sustainability craft natural building heritage skills we want to be there yeah pick out the good bits yeah. for your listening pleasure <laughs> Uh, so with that in mind if uh you know some people that you think we should be talking to then uh please give us a shout uh drop a, a comment in the uh, uh the blog yeah in the blog or there's probably comments in the podcast thing we're not too good at we, this we yet. don't know that yet <laughs> that's this week's just learning. imagine we said that really well <laughs> then go and do get in touch with a suggestion there you go (laughs) um uh yeah we're always looking for for interesting people uh so yeah we're not going to know everybody so please do let us know Mm, and that's yeah that's one of the things i'm really excited about is kind of digging out these um sort for me personally digging out these these people that that i don't know about who are doing great things so um what have we got going on this summer as a little heartwind uh little bit of promo uh yeah well it's relevant because we need to do a shout out Mm. um so yeah we've got um, a lovely build coming up near ipswich this year uh we're building a beautiful uh timber frame series of workshops um with uh straw bale infill for some uh lovely clients going to be a couple of workshops um so yeah we're going to be there from the beginning of june for 16 weeks yes doing doing the lot uh yeah um so at the moment right this minute and for the next two weeks thereabouts um the applicants applications are open for that so if you'd ooh, <laughs> uh so if you would like to be part of that build you'd like to come and be a, a heartwind student then uh yeah get onto our website and and check that out yep um i've i mean i think one of the interesting things about it and what the the feedback um, that I was reading last night actually was that the actual build and the skills learned is sort of only maybe half of the the you know the real benefit, and it's actually yeah. the the people that come together. We create this weird, yeah, wonderful utopian um, skill sharing community. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it is very immersive and i think there's a lot of very interesting kind of personal development there's so much to learn from each other mm. we uh we're very conscious of that so we kind of purposefully build a very as diverse a group as we can mm. so we want we want people from different age groups and experiences backgrounds um it's really important that the the more diversity that we get in there the more we can all grow and learn uh, yeah. it adds a lot to the build um I've, I've we haven't said that they get delicious food oh my goodness yeah. So not only is it free to attend, but you don't need to spend anything while you're there. So we uh, fully supply everything that you need. We've got lovely compost loos. We've got showers. 
we've got a nice communal area for relaxing in and we've got a kitchen and a cook and we cook you all the lovely food mm, delicious vegetarian food you get three meals a day uh during the week yep. and then it's fending for yourself at the weekend but i think people generally will go off somewhere and uh you know explore the local areas or- yeah yeah there's always some good stuff to find locally mm. Um, yeah so uh so yeah if you are interested in that do get on the website and fill in an application we look forward to reading that yeah um, we should say also that we get quite a lot of applicants yes so, so do not be disappointed if you don't hear from us on too much uh and do try again next year if you don't get through um we only have uh 10 spaces and we can have hundreds of applicants last year uh it was one of the most painful things I've ever done. Was, yeah. Reading, I think we had like, oh, was it 80, 90 applicants. Yeah. And every one of them, I wanted to be on the build. Yeah. We have a, uh, we have a little traffic light system as we're bringing everybody in to, as an initial filter. And you read, uh, you read an applicant and you go, Oh yeah, they they sound lovely. And, uh, that they've got some interesting skills to bring. They're, they're green. And then you, after half an hour, you look up and you've just got a board full of greens <laughs> and it's really, really difficult to kind of trim that down to, uh, to the group. So, um, uh, yeah, we are feeling it. We are taking it seriously. Uh, sorry if you don't make it. Yeah. Um, great. Well, uh, that is, that is all we've got to discuss for today. Quite a short one. And normally these podcasts be about an hour, um, because the other people we talk to are more interesting than us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. Well, do, do tune in. If you've enjoyed this, then, uh, please like subscribe and post a, a comment and check out the the other two that we've we've launched with yeah and please do share with other people that you might think would be interested um yeah great stuff okay see you soon Thanks. bye bye hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, thank you very much to Joseph. Uh, that was reasonably difficult for us to uh, keep keep a straight face and uh, and not go off on too wild a tangents. Um, hopefully, that's given you a little bit of background into us, the podcast hosts. Um, the next couple of interviews are with very very exciting and interesting people. Um, I really can't wait for you to hear them. A little follow up on what we were talking about. If you are interested in 
becoming a student for the next Heartwind build. You've got until the 19th of April to get your application in. Please drop any comments you might have on stuff we've talked about or thoughts in general about the podcast to our blog. Uh, You can find us at heartwin.co.uk. That's H-A-R-T-W-Y-N.co.uk. And if anyone does have any suggestions for great people that we should interview, then we'd love to hear those. A big thanks to Mike Hill for recording our beautiful theme. And if you have enjoyed this, which I'm sure you have, uh, please do remember to subscribe. Until next time. See you, bye.